Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. On a very cool morning here in Georgia. It's very cool. Amen. I woke up this morning and I looked at the temperature. I saw 70 in one place, 73 in another place, and it's gradually rising. Thank God. But, you know, everywhere, every time, every season is good. And, you know, we can't help but look back on the mighty hand of God. I hear them talk about climate change, climate change. And I was thinking about it this week, and I said, they can do nothing. They're fooling the people. Yes, the climate is changing. Yes, things are happening. Ice is melting. But there's nothing that mankind can do. We didn't make this earth. God made this earth. He laid out the foundation by himself. Okay? And if the earth is going to be consumed, he can either stop it or allow it. There's nothing. Scientists, I don't care who he is, who they are. They could have a string of Nobel Prizes uh, from um, the East to the West. And you know you can't even find either of the two. It doesn't matter. Okay? They still don't know anything. Only God knows. He knows all the structures and everything that he placed into this earth to set up this whole world. So, you know, seasons have their places. Remember what it says. To everything, there is a season and there's a time and there's a purpose. Well, here we are a few weeks ago. We were crying for the heat. Oh, my God, it was hot. And now it is nice and cool this morning for those who love the coolness. Anyway, let me welcome you again to Faith Restoration Ministries, where Omar is restoring lives from the inside out by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Because the, condition, uh, the, 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 the motto which we have for Shekinah Theological College, it is, what does the Word say? So we apply the Word. We, by God's help, we go by the Word because our aim is to please our God, please the one who called us into this type of ministry. It is not about us. It is about pleasing the Lord and bringing honor and glory to his name. We're continuing of our topic. Um, I believe this is number three. Yes, we had number two last week, and we have not even posted it yet. It should be at our website um, sometime this week. There's so much to be done. But um, the sleeping, complacent church. And we're talking about repentance today. God is calling for repentance. The church has been asleep. But let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come to you today. We thank you for the privilege of salvation. We thank you for the blood hallelujah, that washes whiter than snow. We thank you for the word which is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you that the word can fly spirit. We can't even touch spirit. We can't touch soul. But word is able to reach there and bring, to convince and to bring conviction so that people will repent and seek the Lord Jesus Christ by accepting salvation in his name. So we thank you for the word. We thank you for your grace that keeps us day by day. We cannot keep ourselves. Grace is your unmerited special favor, which you give to us to support us, to keep us. Similar to how our bodies need nourishment, our souls need your grace. It's your grace, Lord, that keeps us. 
So we thank you for it today. No wonder someone wrote, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. There are many wretches out there this morning, Lord. Yes, sinners, they're out there inside the church too. And your grace still abounds for all who will come to the throne of grace and ask for grace you will give to them. So I pray for the sinner man. I pray for the sinner woman, the boy, the girl. I pray for the one, dear Lord, this morning who committed wrong, whatever it was. May that person know that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sins and uncleanness. We pray that that person will cry out to you and say, recognize that Jesus loves him. Jesus loves her. Men may turn them down. They will say, we don't want you in our company. But we are so glad this morning you spoke of Paul. You said he is a chosen vessel of the Lord. Do not be afraid. So this morning we pray, oh God, that sinner out there, having heard the word, the backslider out there, God, the one who has been in and out of church, the one of one foot in the world and one in the church, whatever the disposition today, we pray in Jesus' name that someone will hear the word and repent recognizing it is time to speak the Lord. We want to pray for those missionaries, Lord God, who are held captive, still being held captive in Haiti at this time. Father God, we pray for them. I don't know. It could just can only imagine how terrifying it must be to know they went to do good. And now here comes evil. But we are so glad, Lord, no matter where we are, where evil abounds, grace did much more abound. So, God, may you give them your grace to trust you as we pray for their deliverance that they will be set free in the name of Jesus. For those in Afghanistan, when I saw that woman this past week who was beaten up because of her attachment, Lord, to, to, to this country, Father, we pray for those whose lives are in danger as we speak. doesn't matter where, even here, we pray for them because so many are fearful of speaking the truth. God, help us. If you don't help us, we have no one else to turn to. So we call on you today. May you bless the word. We pray for your presence. We pray for the Holy Spirit's anointing. We pray, oh God, for a special unction. It's not easy, Lord, to bring these kinds of messages because we recognize in your church, in the house of God, there are oppositions there are those who don't even want to hear the word, Lord. They just want something that will make them feel good that they can go back home in their sin. Well, this is not the place for it. But we pray you'll motivate, you'll provoke and motivate as the Holy Spirit influence lives, influence people to change and turn to the true and living God. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing in Jesus' name. You can find Shekinah Theological College, an online Christian institution. It is on the web. If you go on the web, you will find it. I want to say to you today, if God has called you into ministry, do not delay. If you really want to study the Word, this is what we do here. We study the Word from the King James Bible. If you want to study the Word, you have heard the call of God on your life but you have not paid much attention. Or maybe you went to a Christian college. I know they have them here. But you were not satisfied. Because what you went for, it was something 
completely different. But when you come here, whether it is in counseling, conflict management, or ministry, we go by the word. This is why you'll find our, our labels say Christian this or biblical this and so forth, because we stick by the word. We thank God again for the opportunity to be here and to minister to you again. The sleeping, complacent church. Let me read here what Isaiah, I love the book of Isaiah. Maybe some people don't like it because it says some things you know you may not like, but let's begin. Let me say um, Look at verse 2. Hear, O heaven, and hear, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord hath spoken. I have nursed and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. He's talking to the church this morning. You're out there. You're a man of God, a woman of God. He's speaking to you if you belong to Jesus Christ. Verse 3, the ox knows his owner and the ass his master's crib. But Israel are God's people. We are the people of God. Doth not know my, doth not know my people doth not consider. Our sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. And you know, he said here in verse 5, Why should ye be stricken anymore? Ye will revolt more and more. Then listen to what he says here. The whole head is sick, and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores purifying sores. They have not been clothed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. This is what God is saying unto the church this morning. You have the word. Hallelujah. You have the Holy Spirit. There are so many so-called apostles and prophets around, but yet, they're still sick. The church is sick because of complacency. You've been just so lying in lethargy. You're so apathetic. The church has become so apathetic. They can't even heal anymore. Do you know this? They're not calling for people to come and be healed or, or you have a sickness, let's lay hand and pray for you. They're not calling for the sinners say, come. You know what they're calling for? Send. S. They only know four letters. S-E-N-D. Send, send, send from start to finish. The, the preacher may preach a very good sermon at the end. The place is out there. Send. Give. Let me say here. In verse 13, the word of God said, bring no more vain oblation. Futile sacrifices is talking about. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies. He said, I cannot. In other words, I don't want it. I don't want it. Don't bring your souls worship to me. Every morning, Sunday morning, comes so many in your choir, and they're singing whatever. God, they don't want to hear that anymore. I want to see people come to me repenting of their sins, recognizing they have been asleep. It's time to wake up. There's an old song, God, wake 
Zion, awake. I spoke about it last week. Awake and trim your lamps. Saints of God, are you blind and deaf to see what's been going on around you? Well, I hear many Christians say, well, I don't watch the news. It is so oppressive and all these things and this one is lying and the other one. They, they say in every lie there's some truth. You know, when, they, when that um, raven brought the food to Elijah, I don't think Elijah just gobbled down. I believe he sorted it. A raven, you know. He's carrying. He sorted it first, and he took up what was best for him. Jesus said of the Pharisees, he told the people, listen, don't do what they do, but what they preach, you follow it, because what they preach, what they preach is right, follow it. But don't do what they do. And I want to say to members of the body of Christ this morning, you're in a church where your pastor is living an abominable life, and you know it. But he preaches the word. I don't know. Listen, have you ever stopped to wonder about God's mercy? Have you ever? A person could be dabbling all manner of sin, but comes with the word and he brings the word, but somebody says, well, there's no power in it. But is it true? Is it true? So you have to learn to pick. But here God is saying, I don't even want to hear anything from you. I don't want to hear. It's, then he says, verse 15, when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. When you make many prayers, I will not hear. You know why? Your hands are full of blood. Someone will say, but I've never killed anyone. I've never stabbed anyone. You hate, though. You hate. So long as you hate, you have committed murder. And I go read it. It's in First John. It's not in my text and my message this morning. But you go and look for it. Hating, which is hating, and hating is murder. That's what the Word of God says. And those of you who only read the New Testament, go look for it. It is there. But if you're reading um, King, any book other than King James. Any version of the King James, you may not find it like that. That's why I love the King James. He gives it to you just like it is. He doesn't, listen, there's no peaches and cream with it, okay? <laughs> there, there are no frills with the King James. Just like it says, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. And I'd rather hear that than some that's going to send me to hell all dressed up in a nice, fast, frilly basket. Everybody wearing frills these days. You don't know who's who from who's not. He said, your hands are full of blood. Look at verse 16. He's talking to the church to repent. The sleeping church, the complacent church. You know, you take, for instance, you may have been sleeping and complacent, and maybe as it were dead to what's going on in the church. You go to church regularly. But do you realize, do you realize there are many sick people in church? Not physical sickness. Soul sickness, sick. Many have been eating foods that are not good for their souls, not good for their spirits. I hear some people, oh, we need a little comedy when you go to church. There's no need to go to church if you're afraid. No, you don't go to church to face trials. You go to church to enthusiasm to hear, what does the Lord have to say to me today? You go ready to clap your hands. You don't have to wait for no no man dressed up with earrings in his ears and dressed looking. You don't know if he's a he or a she and he's playing playing the keyboard for you. No, don't go to church for that. 
go to church because you're going to hear the songs of Zion or oh, leaning on the everlasting arms. It was at the feet down at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. There I laid my burdens down. That's what you want to hear. You want to hear songs that will, you know, motivate, influence you, provoke you. No song that's going to send you further into slumber. That's why people are asleep. All they hear these one-liners, three lines, and they repeat it several times, and they say, oh, that's a gap, what they call it. I don't know if it's Gammy or what it is. I don't know, Emmy or whoever. You, may, you put the label on it you took, that you choose. But it's a hit. Oh, girl, that's a gospel hit. Yeah. But I don't want to hear it. I don't buy them. Don't give it to me. Don't send me one. They have no substance. They're like the cane after the juice has been wrung out of it. All that's left, just a fist, you know. Nothing is in it. That's what those gospel songs are. They have nothing in them. No anointing. Because they are being sold to gain position, to gain fame. Look at what he said in verse 16. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Right in the in the church, in the pulpit. I read something a few years ago where it was some person went in the baptismal pool and carried on his whatever he did there. They did there. God is saying, wash yourself. Wash your hands. Wash. Wash. Come and be. In fact, come under the blood. Someone said, under the blood, the precious blood. Under the cleansing, healing flood. Keep me saved from day to day under the precious blood. That's where you're going to find cleansing. They don't, do they still have altars in churches where people can go and pray, kneel and pray? Do they still make altar calls if there's anyone there who needs prayer or someone who needs Jesus Christ? No. It is at the end of their sermon. Oh, this is where you can send your offering. Send $1,000. And by the way, it's inflation. Ooh, inflation. No, you better make it at least 1500 This is what the so-called New Church Age, 21st Church Century, apostasy church, call it apostate church. That's what you're finding today. You're finding, in fact, what you're finding today is religion. Religion, no anointing. Religion. Many people go to church because they're religious. It's Sunday morning, go to church. It's religious. Nothing is wrong with that. But do you have any power with it? Do you know Christ? Do you know what it is to live a sanctified life? This is why the Lord is saying here, wash you, verse 16, Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. It's the evil that people are doing that is making them become complacent. They fall asleep because no one is pointing out to them. Gone are the days when the, the, the mothers in church and the fathers in church, in church would go, leave their seats. Oh, praise God. Go down and pick, hold the hand of this particular person and say, come. 
come down to the altar, let's pray for you. You may wonder why that, is, that happened, because that person needed Christ. That person had done something. And the Holy Ghost witnessed it. It's not happening anymore. It's not happening because you know what? The churches have become so weak that they say, lawsuit. And some of you, you have, you're attached to the government. You know what those three, three figures that cause you attached to, to, to the government. You have to be careful what you do, what you preach, the kind of language you use in your church. You can't go to Leviticus chapter 18 and read those scriptures anymore. That's why they have the new Bibles. Because the King James tells it just like it is. Matthew 19, you can't read that. Matthew 5, you can't read those things anymore. So you, you use your new, new version that makes it nice and palatable, dressed up underneath. It's filled with nothing but filth and spin. That's why the church has become complacent, comatose, lethargic. Because they are not being preached, the people are not being taught anymore. What you're getting a lot of books selling. Oh yes, <laughs> indeed. How many are really teaching the truth? He says here, cease to do evil. But look at verse 17. Learn to do well. It doesn't happen overnight. You must be taught. How can, how can they know unless they have a preacher? How can a preacher preach unless he's been sent? And I'm saying, how oh, can he be sent unless he's been called and anointed and appointed by God? Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Woo. Judgment. We're talking of justice. That's gone. Let me say here, the only way things will ever change, it will take a direct hit from God things to change, not only in the church, but in the world. In Ezekiel chapter 8, I always go back to it, he said, begin at my house first. And unless God begins at his house, the world will get no better. It must first. Judgment must begin at the house of God. Too many people going around with these titles, apostle this, apostle that, apostle bishop. What's wrong with plain pastor? What's wrong with that? Apostles have no, no, no anointing. Apostles, they don't even know the scriptures. Because you're an apostle. You lay hand and nothing happens. So how did you get your, Were you called by God? Is there anyone in the church is sleeping? Because there's no one to teach. A lot of people with titles but nobody to teach. Oh, Jesus. He said, seek judgment, verse 17. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. I don't believe it's just the widow here. The helpless. Those who are in need. The stranger, true stranger. Those seeking help. Not those who've been invited and left to fend for themselves. But those who came in by the door, you know, Jesus said, anyone who comes in out other than the door, if you don't come by the door, you're, you come by the window then, or you come some other way, you're a thief and a robber. But if you come by the door, come by the door, 
And he says, they are the widows. All those people filling with them. Now, doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you, you were married and your husband died. I believe he's looking at just everybody. It covers and compasses everyone. People in need then. Put it this way. People in need. Back in those days, widows, they didn't have children or nephews to take care of them. Well, that was it. They didn't have the welfare. You could stay home and be paid. No. They didn't have that. So in this case, I'm looking at it from all angles. We don't, he says, verse 18, come now and let us reason together. I have to pause here. God, the almighty God, who made heaven and earth, who need, did not need any man to guide him or to say, well, put this here, put that there, or, you know, make this shorter, longer, whatever. All wise, omnipotent, omnipresent, Everlasting God is saying to mankind, come, let us reason together. Have you ever thought about God's mercies? This is a sign and an indication of his mercies. He said, even though you're dirty, you're filthy, you're complacent, you're falling asleep, I want to wake you up. Come and let's talk. What's going on? Why are you in this condition? I want to help you. He said, come and let's reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as well as wool. But here's another verse. He calls us and he said, Okay, verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You will be forgiven. You will be restored. You will be refreshed. Back in your place. You'll get life. You'll, you see, it will put life in you. You don't fall asleep. You don't slumber anymore. You'll be wide awake. Why is the serpent harmless as a dove? Know what's going on around you. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with a sword for the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. Saints of God, people of God, brothers and sisters, it's time for repentance. God has said Come and let's read it together. Come and tell me what's going on. He wants to know why the church is asleep, why the church seems so helpless. In such a time as this, to see what's going on in society, parents, children, everyone, right now become a target. A church, where are you? Sleeping, quiet, not a word, only interested in S-E-N-D. Send, send, send. When will you learn? When will you learn? When will the church wake up? What do backsliding Christians do? Let's ask. How can the sinner be restored? How can the sleeping church be salvaged and return to alertness? How? God said, come. We may not have the answer. Praise God. But he said, come. Let's talk about it. Tell me about it. Tell me. You know, it seems easier to repair an old car, put in a new engine in it, coat of paint and this and that and the next thing, new tires and you know all the gadgets you put on their car. 
and it looks good and it runs beautifully. It seems easier to repair an old house, an old shop, that many would have said, oh, no, there's no way I can go and live by that house. But the man who knows how to repair homes, repair this, and when you look the next three months, you're saying, is that the same house? Take an old drunkard outside. Clean him up. Put on a good suit on him. Is that old John that was sitting at the corner? Is that John? But then I ask the church, what can be done with the church? What did God say? Come, let us reason together. Let's reason. He said, though your sins be as scarlet, oh glory, they shall be as white as snow, faster. It doesn't matter what your lifestyle has been. God is saying to you, come, come, wake up, repent, turn to me, talk to me, tell me about it. There is no sin that has been committed that is such that you can't approach God and say, God, I did this, I did that, I'm sorry, forgive me. He will forgive you. Listen, in the world today, in churches and in government, you will find all manner of pests, you name it, and only God can remove. And I'm saying to you today, whatever your sin is, whatever you have done as a man of God, a woman of God, whatever lifestyle you've chosen over the years, whatever double life you've been living in the church, bench member, whoever you are, since the, the, this thing happened last year, many have seemed to have lost their faith, they've grown cold, many may say, well, the church is closed and so forth. There are all kinds of ministries online. If you ask God, Lord, where shall I go? Show me. There may even be a place owned in your own neighborhood. You can go in and go to church. Otherwise, there must be someone on, on the Internet, online, that you can pick up and listen to a message and hear the Word of God. Above all, if you still have your Bible, get in your Bible. Still call out to God and pray. Prayer is a lifeline to God. The only lifeline we have to God is a line of communication. It is prayer. Get down and begin to pray. Begin to fast. Yes, I know many, someone told me years ago, I can't fast because I love my food. Well, I tell you, if you are not fasting, God help you. It's time for fasting and prayer. Is there any one of God said, come, let's reason together. Let's reason. You see all that's going on in governments right now all across the globe. It's not this country, that country. It's everywhere. People are, at the, at, listen, under the thumbs of leaders, under the foot of leaders, under the knees of leaders, have their knees on the necks of their people. And where is the church this morning? Where is the church? What is the church doing? It's time for repentance. God is saying, come, 
Let us reason together. Come, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Though your sins be as a pet you find around the place. Pets are annoying. Sins, all manner of evil. The word of God says that, that, you know, we may think we're fighting with men and women. Yes, they are just instruments of the devil. You better believe it. I have never seen such satanic army of satanic work as I've been watching over the past year. I tell you, sin or demons, they are no longer restless. They have taken over the minds of the intellectuals. They have taken over the minds of government people. They have taken the minds of, of leaders who should be thinking and ruling differently. Demons have taken them over. You only just look at their faces. Look at them the next time and say, Lord, show me what I have been missing. Hear what the Word of God says in Ephesians 6 and 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We see it, we hear it every day. These demonic instruments of the enemy carry out his schemes. And God is calling you. He's saying, come, let's reason. And even though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Did you know that there are some people, some of these people you see, you say, oh, they're so successful and they're doing this and they're doing that. And the evil you see them doing, they're not the ones. They're just instruments of the devil. Because you know what? Many have sold their souls. Yes. They're sold to the devil to get to where they are. It's a satanic war we are in, not so much a people war. People are instruments, but we are in a satanic war, a vicious demonic attack on people, on territories, on churches. Why do you think the churches are asleep? Why do you think pastors are not even doing anything? They, they wouldn't even call for prayer. Why do you think they're so quiet? There. I rebuke every demonic spirit this morning. Take authority over satanic activities. All witches, warlocks, all the covens, may the Holy Ghost himself send his warriors in those covens and burn them down. In the name of Jesus. He said, come and let's reason. And if you, even if you have sold your soul to the devil, oh, hallelujah, thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Just the, I dare you this morning to say, Jesus. I dare you. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Last thing demons want to hear you say, the last name. The only name they don't want you to call is Jesus. You know why? His name is powerful. There's no name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved but the name Jesus. Call the name Jesus. I dare you. I dare you. It don't matter what position you're in. But let me use the word intellectual to cover every one of you. 
leaders to cover everyone inside and outside of church. I dare you to save Jesus. You can get back your soul. God said, come, let's reason together. Call upon him and he will hear. Tomorrow may be too late. You have the opportunity today. You may not hear this word again. I don't know. But if he's speaking to you, here is your opportunity. Say, come, come, come. Come and talk with me. Tell me about it. I want to hear. I'm not going to condemn you. John 3 and 17. Jesus came not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Father, we thank you again for this word this morning. We thank you for those who took the time to listen. We pray, oh God, it will be a means of changing lives, even those who have sold themselves to the devil, that even now they will cry out, Jesus, and I know, Lord, you will, it may be a, it's going to be a battle, but let my prayer reach them right now and untangle them. Free those who want to be free, Lord. Free them. Then they have to step down from their seats and say, look, I don't want this no more. I have a soul, and my soul belongs to God, not the devil. Father, we pray thee now. Even to say, come and let's reason together. May someone somewhere hear this invitation and accept it and say, I will come. I pray for our young people today. Many of them are in schools, Lord where they're teaching all kinds of things, Lord, that are poisonous to their brains. I pray for parents who are fighting against this. I pray for those, God, who are trying to stand in the demonic situation, standing in their way, but who rebuke all demonic spirits in the name of Jesus. Your word said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the house of God. And this morning, no demon can stand against that which is right. God, Jesus said, though you may take long, when you come, you act suddenly. And I'm expecting a sudden move, a sudden overturn of this satanic activity in, through, and around the world. In Jesus' name, we pray for leaders, Leaders of cities, of towns, of countries, of nations. We pray for them. We pray for those who are bound right now. We pray for those living in fear. We pray for those who have been locked up for months, God, and have some have been uh, even um, hurt, injured, and need medical care, unable to get it. We come against a spirit of hatred that has been in this place for so long. My God. It has become institutionalized. And even in the church, you can hear things being said. God has only hatred. He said the hands are filled with blood. Blood of hatred. I come against that spirit today. And upon the authority of your word, we trample them in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood, plead the blood over me and over the one who listens. To God be the glory. Amen. This was Faith Restoration Ministries and Chicago Theological College. We come here every Sunday morning. Do you want to be part of our, our live broadcast? 
You can send us an email from www.frministry.org. Know that Jesus loves you no matter what the circumstances. He loves you. You made a mistake. He loves you. He's still saying, come, come, come. Will you heed the invitation today? Our website again, www.frministry.org. You can always call us at six call us at six seven eight nine six four four zero nine six. And if you need counseling, you may also need prayer. You need an inspirational book. And by the way, we have our new book. Well, it's not really new. It's now in paperback, not paperback, hardback. Yes, the Christian Educator. It's a book every Christian college. And school's been waiting for. We talk about the word. You know, our motto is the word. What does the word say? In there, you can talk. We have about the theories of knowledge, the philosophy of Christian education, and so forth. Why not get your copy? It's also in digital and in paperback. But get your copy. If you're a school or you teach Sunday school, this is what you need. May God bless you until we meet again. This is Faith Restoration Ministries, Restoring Lives from the Inside Out, and Shekinah Theological College, answering to what does the word say. You're looking for a college, a true Christian Bible-believing college. Come to Shekinah Theological College at www.frministry.org. God bless you.